Hello, welcome to Talking Dads UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad and encourage men to talk more. Today's guest is Barry. He's a father of two, a husband, and my brother-in-law. How are you doing? Hello. Too bad? All good. Yourself? It's all right. Thanks for having me. A bit of planning and scheduling to try and fit things in, but I think we've had a pretty quick turnaround, really. Yeah. Pleasure to be the uh, first episode. Well, I was keen to try and get that first person booked in and an episode out because obviously all we've got so far is that little intro I did and uh, nobody just wants to hear me talk me on, do they? <laughs> yeah, so like the intro says, you're a father of two, husband. Start us off with a little bit of you. All right, yeah. Um, married, um, father of two, a daughter of 10, almost 11. Um, and uh, a son who's six, going to be seven this year. So, yeah, it's, they keep me pretty active. Pretty busy. Um, Is that 10 going on 15, as most 10-year-olds are now? No, it's, it's not, mate. It's 10 going on 16. It's, a, it's, <laughs> a, it's just a nightmare period. Um, I've had the benefits of having a daughter first, and I don't know, like other people might agree with me, that having a daughter is very easy because... They're so self-sufficient and want to do everything else themselves. They're active. Um, yeah. It was really bright. Um, so it just felt like a doddle. Like it, it really did feel straightforward and everything was going well. And then um, the sun come along and mm-hmm. boys are just like the complete opposite um, when it comes to to learning and taking information in. They're just so lazy. As was walking, reading, and writing, so so young. Um, but with it's it's a bit different. Yeah, I know from people I speak to uh, at work and stuff, and the girls are always like the the bit a bit of a nightmare when they start to hit them teenage years. It's always they are self-sufficient quite early on, aren't they? Which is great when they're young and they learn quick and all this kind of stuff. But then when they hit them teenage years, they want to be on their own and they want to do their own thing. And that's when obviously trouble starts when boys start coming on the scene and uh, you start to worry about things then, don't you? Whereas um, boys early on, you kind of worry about them a bit more because they end up, they just get themselves into trouble, hurt, do daft things and, yeah, I think I think with with any children, I think you're always going to worry. It's just the thing you're worrying about changes. Um, mm. Like I said, was my daughter when she was um, young, she'd do anything to help. She was so assertive with what she wanted to do, so independent that when a brother come along, it was a big help because she she'd run and help and get things and pick things up. Um, now they're at the age where they are and they're becoming a bit more sociable towards each other. Um, as well wants to be with his sister, his sister just wants to sit in a bedroom talking to her friends. So it's 
Yeah. It's a, it's that independence as a child, as she's slowly growing up, that independence is becoming more of a, I want to be on my own. I want to do my own things. And it's, it's sometimes difficult to entice her to come down and spend time with the family or, or with a brother. Yeah. It's good to keep that, keep that now while she's at the age still where you can, because once these hit their later teenage years, they just want to be on their own or with the mates and parents. So I don't want to know about parents. You know what I mean, the mates are more important. So try and encourage it now and hopefully it stays with her. Um, yeah. I mean, you try to encourage as much as you can with good behaviours and, and things that we try and always do. So we always try and, and sit down for evening dinner together. So even if I'm working or we've got things on, we always try and sit at the table and have evening dinner together so we can discuss our day, what we've been doing, how our day's been. Um, so we, tr- we just try and do that. So we get that 30, 40 minutes together as a family um, where we can sit and discuss our day. We don't always have breakfast together. We don't always have lunch together. But normally evening dinner, we'll all sit down majority of the time at the table. Uh, and then at least we can just discuss how our day's well, gone. As you know, I've got a four-year-old who's a little terror at the moment. Um, <laughs> um, and then another boy on the way. So I'm a bit of two minds, whereas, you know, I know what to expect with boys because I've already had one. So I'm thinking, you know, it's not going to be that much more different, is it? It's not going to be that much more difficult. But then you know what to expect. So, Yeah, having a, a child, the first child, it's difficult for anybody. You've got the excitement and how happy you are that it's happening. Um, but it is a shock to the system, the late nights, early mornings and having to, whereas previously you've only lived on looking after each other, you've now got someone else that that's more important. Um, so you have that and you, and you, you learn to cope with the sleepless nights and the things running for your head. I find when you have, the second child it's it's a little bit easier <laughs> because you don't have those same worries you don't lie there all night just watching them sleep worrying that they're going to stop breathing or it's you just seem a lot more relaxed because you've been through it and you know I think the, the biggest thing for me that I realized from um very young with with Scarlett was there'll always be people who want to give you advice um there always will be people will tell you the right way and the wrong way to do things but as a parent you can only trust yourself so it's you'll you'll find your way you'll whether there's no there's no manual on doing things but you find that the things that you'll do will set your experiences for i wouldn't do this again or i will do this again i think the whole um or lots of different advice areas, the information's changing that much that you'll get told one thing, this is what you should do, this is what you need to be doing. By the time you get a second child, or even by the time you go back for a second meeting, that advice could change. Yeah, change all the time. And would you say, would you reckon that your second falls easily into the routine of the first? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it might be different. It might be different for everybody, isn't it? There's, like I said, there's no set way. There's no. It's it's the whole case of the environment, isn't it? And and what is around. Um, there's there's going to be different things. It's for me. I already had nieces and nephews, so I'd already been through lots of the day-to-day stuff of of what you need to to be able to do feeding um changing nappies winding all that sort of stuff i've i'd been through so that experience was there um you find that when you have your sec different because of how they are their characters are different whereas one would sleep straight through one would wake up every couple of hours and again that's down to the conditioning i guess that when she was born the advice was this is what you need to do this is when you need to feed them you need to feed them at this time during the night you need to do this you need whereas we it's a case of if he feed if he wakes then we'll feed him if he doesn't we're not and again it's just down to the advice yeah you're not necessarily so much following the textbook you've been taught and given on these courses you do before you have your first you kind of yeah. just got roll roll with it a little bit and, and you, you get you know a little bit more don't you you do and it's like things that there's no as i said that there's no right and wrong way everybody will have their own opinions everybody will have their own advice that they'd give to anybody um but you find the first time you're very regimented with everything that you're doing um the second time not so much so things like with you would go down set the bottle distiller up clear it all out yeah. do it set it up for next time whereas when it was we it was like i'll just give this a rinse. <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's just it's just those things that you just you learn yeah. from it, i mean the difference with months old when um yeah these meningitis and that's like from having split where we'd had a few, nothing major, um, chicken pox and, and things like that, which which pushed on, ended up having to go into hospital. But it was a lot different. It would come all of a sudden. And it's only, again, it falls into intuition of parenthood, I guess, that I'd been um, to work and then I'd been to play football and before I'd gone to work in the morning, Kate was like, something's not quite right about it. He's normally laughing and happy. He doesn't seem to be as happy today. Something's not right. And I came home to an empty house um, with a message to say, not sure about, I've took him to the hospital just to have him checked out. We got to the hospital um, and they said, oh, we're going to send him down to another ward just to have him checked it could be early teething, it could be X, Y, Z. And whilst we were down there, the symptoms gradually developed where they said he's starting to have marks on his skin, he's starting to have this, he's starting to have that. And within an hour, two hours, it was a case of he's got meningitis, we're going to be transporting him to Alder Hay. And everything just seems to go into slow motion then and it's just like... I've only had my lad with me for like yeah, yeah. two, three Mind months. races. And then as a, as, a, as a worrying time as it is, then I suppose afterwards you don't quite know 
what kind of lasting effects there might be or how that disruption in his routine and how it's upset him. As a parent, there's there's always things that will happen and I, it sends me through and, and my wife um, through the mangle, like the, the worries that we've had with him over his health, whether it be his meningitis or whether it be um, accidents. And that's all part of it that you just think, how can this kid who is six years of age have gone through all this? Um, we might as well start doing hospital reviews like TripAdvisor for the amount of hospital visits and stuff that we've had with him but he's just so resilient oh, that he's been he's just been through all this but it, it doesn't affect him um he, he just bounces around always wants to wrestle always wants to to clamber um but it's just that you have that worry in your mind and then periods of anguish and concern where things are going on around you and you're just like you've got to be strong or, or your, your partner's upset um, over it and you want to be there and you want to be supportive and in the back of your mind you're thinking you've owned things to yourself like haven't we had my boy a couple of months yeah. and, and he's being taken away or he's been but you need to be strong and, and supportive for the people around you. So sometimes it is difficult to to have that until it's over and you can sit back and think about it and, and go through it. Um, sometimes that, that, that takes the time to be able to say, we've just been through something there. But it's, it's things like, that. I guess it's all memories and it's all experiences that will build you... Um, as a parent, I guess, I guess things will, what seems tragedy or seems um, serious at three months old is different to what happens at six years old, is different to what happens at 15 years old. It's the worry, like I said, the worry is always going to be there. Yeah. It's just going to be about something like, else. You know, I, well, I, I feel in them sort of situations, we've, had, we've only had a couple, but nothing too serious, luckily. But you feel like you've got to be the one that acts calm, cool, strong. This isn't going to affect us too much. We'll, we'll speak to the people who know best, and we'll go go through that way. Before, you know, it's not it's not worst case until someone tells us it is type of thing. You know, inside you're kind of thinking, shit. That's the turmoil area, and that's the thing that we look at. I, I'm very much of an advocate, as much as I'll I'll say it to to Kate and to friends and stuff. There's no point worrying until you know what you're worrying about. Um, but at the time, in the back of your mind, it's it's there, and you have to just keep moving forward. I guess I've always been. Yeah. It's 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 a, a weird thing to say. It, I've lots of um, sadness and upset. Um, not so much in my life but in my surrounding family there's lots of things which have gone which really kicked you and and you think how much more can can you go through and how much more can the family go through um but then there's part of me that thinks well maybe we're going through it because we've got such a big uh, family structure that we can support that i'd much rather me go through it with all these people who can support me than have somebody go through it who has no one 
who doesn't have a big family, doesn't have people to talk to, doesn't have people supporting no more, calling around with with meals and, and bits to make sure that you're keeping going. And that's the positive way that I try and look at things that, yes, do go through tough times, but I'm going through tough times with a good support network of people who are there to Yeah, with the people that you, you would want there and the people that you expect would be there should something happen. And and, and the right yeah. people, friends, always seem to turn up, don't they? You know? Yeah. It's great if you've got them people. Okay. How's homeschooling going then and homeworking? <laughs> I think you've just got to tip your cap to teachers. <laughs> Teachers. I've, I've got a newfound respect for teachers because home learning is no joke. I know my two children, so I know what methods work with them. Um, but when you think that a teacher or a classroom assistant has got a class of 30, probably children, and everyone could be slightly different, every one of them could have a different learning mechanism or, or different um, process of thought and you have to cater you're, you're learning to that um yeah amazing amazing what they do um and i think it's schooling's a lot i don't think schooling's a lot different but the way of learning is a, is a lot different now than yeah. when i was at school um i'll try and be as supportive as possible and don't get me wrong like that my wife is the the one who sat with the children um, while she's working. Um, I'm sat upstairs in the office working, so it's very rare that I'll get need to get involved. Um, but there will be times when they'll come up and say, "Will you help me with this? Mum's a bit busy," or and we'll go through stuff, and I'll think, "Oh yeah, we can go through this. This is," and I'll go through the way the way that I would do it. And they'd say, oh, well, that's not the way we do it. We do it this way. And I, it, there must be a reason it's getting taught that way. Um, sometimes it does seem a lot more long-winded. But I guess the way that we did things when we were at school was a lot different to the people before us. The, 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 so, the way of learning, um, you know, the, the accessibility of technology and stuff has, has massively changed the way they learn. I know technology was in play when... I was at school and stuff, but it wasn't something we did in every lesson or it was, you know, we never went through a situation where we could learn from home for a prolonged period of time. And, and, and I think the way now that they, you know, there's an app for this and an app for that and check out this website. And, and this has got all your, the curriculum you need for this week or for this month. I think it's just, it's, it's easy and it's accessible, but then it's putting into practice with your own children at home is something quite different than I imagine being a teacher in a room of strangers' kids is. I imagine they they have got probably a little bit more authority over them, maybe. And to me, um, and I work with children and families, but to me, being stood in front of a class of 30 children is quite a daunting and scary thought, really, even though they're just little kids. But you think, as you said, they're, they're all different personalities. They learn differently, you know. They are stimulated differently, so... You've got to try and hit every little, every, every little one of them in some form of way to try and enable them to learn, haven't you? And I think, you know, I think, I think that for mine at home, when he's at home, it's playtime. And I know he's always only four, so lessons aren't that strict and difficult. And they're quite, the school's been quite good, really, in understanding 
um, the fact that we're working and stuff. But yeah, trying to do, we can do little bits and we do little short bursts, um, five or 10 minutes here, half an hour there, um, catch him on a good day and he'll, he'll sit and go through some good bits. We managed to get some good bits of maths out last week and we probably did the full morning with it. So we managed to bash through the workbook that we were given quite well. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I think he's just like, right, can I put telly on now? Or is it dinner time yet? Or can we go and walk for a walk? And it's just all over the place, you know? It's just too much stimulation at home. And you've got your toys, you've got everything else. I think it's the social side. Like, you can sit and and do the learning. It's about engaging them in, in what they're doing. And I think if you're doing a maths book, go through these, it's, it's, it's straightforward, read the question. And I think the thing I've tried to, to go through is just take the parts from the question that are important. Right, these are the values that you need to be looking at. These are the bits. Um, because she loves to read. Um, she loves English. She loves um, going through drama and acting and dancing and um, all the arts and so when she's going through a maths she's reading the the question she takes every part of the question into reading about it and trying to make it all fit and I've said it doesn't matter these are the bits that you need to and I think once she looked at that she was picking things up a lot more. I think the social side is what they miss the most. We sit here with the Zoom meetings and the teachers will be talking away. He's more interested in trying to say hello he's to muted, his friends. He's muted, but he's looking at all of his mates trying to wave and say hello on the camera. <laughs> exactly yeah. the same thing. So he's waving away or dropping messages into the yeah. chat. Um, so it, it's... It is the social side that I feel that the children miss the most of having the friends around them and and being able to discuss and, and talk through. So it's it's a weird time. It's we haven't been through it before. Um, it's it's something which is probably going to define history <laughs> and these children who are going into high school or leaving school. Um, having to go through that without having to have their proms or have their exams or and move through to college without having to have the assessments it, it's going to stand the test of time and in four years five years six years we might start to see the outcomes of of what this pandemic has uh, yeah has how it's affected people afterwards have you got any top tips from your household in surviving lockdown then So I, I, I don't, and and me and my wife are completely different. So if she has a couple of days in the house, she will go stir crazy. She has to go and exercise, go for a run, go for a walk, go and spend some time at an allotment, do some growing. I go to work when I finish work. I just want to relax. Um, she'll say, oh, you, you won't go out. And it's it's not a fear thing. It's not a, an issue of, I don't want to go out because I'm in fear of COVID or I'm in fear of, 
I've just worked all week and I just want to relax. I don't want to have to go out going for a walk or if I want to get some fresh air, I'll go and sit in the garden. Um, I just don't feel the need. I just want to relax. I just want to spend my weekend sat at home watching sport, eating some nice food because it'll soon be Monday again and we're back in. This has been going on for, what, 10 months now? Yeah. Nine months. Um, and it's something that we don't know how long it is going to go on for. So for me, it's just a case of just get through the day. Just look after each other and just get through the day. Discuss any concerns. People will be anxious and people will have worries. So just discuss them. It becomes, get them out in the open. becomes a little bit like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? You wake, yeah, you wake it up, you, you, roll, you, you go and make a coffee or a cup of tea. You, you go into your office, wherever that is, and you start work, and then you're there until you finish it, whatever it is, five o'clock, for most of us that are working from home. And then it's back back downstairs into the kitchen to cook tea, sort the kids out, go to bed, do the same thing tomorrow. It's It does get like that yeah. after a while, doesn't it? I'm quite lucky in my job because I do get to go out and do bits and bobs here and there, and, and I do go out a bit, but obviously a lot of it now is online, it's virtual, so I don't have to do so much as I used to but it does get to that point where it's like oh, same old same old back to it um just yeah. another day isn't it just another day and it's it, it is a case of being just monotonous so it's finish work get a shower have dinner get the kids to bed sit down maybe watch a couple of hours of tv or a box set, yeah. Then go to bed, yeah. then wake up and back to work. So, when it comes to the weekend, when it comes to to Friday, sometimes I get the urge to yeah. I want to get out of it tonight because in the house um, Saturday I normally get a lie in. Sunday, sometimes Kate will get a lie in. Yeah. So I'm thinking Saturday night. We have family night, movies, popcorn, Saturday night TV together. So it kind of restricts what we can do on a Saturday. So when it comes to Friday, sometimes if it's been a couple of weeks and it's just been the same, the same, the same, I just want to get on it tonight. I just want to have a load of drinks. Whereas normally you'd you'd get to relax and go to the pub with your mates or meet up with your pal and have a few beers. You can't do that. So you just want to... I try to recreate that by saying, right, I'm going to have, have a few beers or whatever it is you're drinking. But the, the, obviously the, the part of it is you sat there most of the time drinking on your own, aren't you? Obviously you've got your wife there. But yeah. it, it's not the same as uh, if you were to finish work at whatever time it is on a Friday and go straight down the pub, meet the lads and have a few beers. The atmosphere and the situation you're in gives you a bit of a, a, a buzz anyway. So you might not, you know, I'm not, talking, I'm not speaking for everyone, but you might not have... 10 pints because you're in that atmosphere you're feeling good you meet the lads you're talking with them talking rubbish and then you have a few beers and you go home for tea or whatever you're doing whereas you clock off at five o'clock on a friday on your own and you think oh i need a beer but then you don't have any other sort of stimulants around you to sort of bring you up do you so you just sit and have a few beers and as nice as that is and as good as it is uh 10 months in you get a bit like uh <laughs> I've got a, a very good um, 
I feel I've got a very good uh, group of friends, uh, social circle. So we can do our best to try and recreate that. So we can set up Zoom meetings, have WhatsApps. I've sat here on a Friday night on WhatsApp with a load of beers onto a pal who sat in his house with a load of beers and we'll just sit and chew the fat. And everything around the house goes on as normal. The wife and kids will end up going to bed and I'll still be sat here at half one, two o'clock, just talking on WhatsApp, drinking. And it's just those little bits of having that conversation and being able to relax and just talk about nothing. It doesn't It doesn't even have to be about anything in particular, just being able to, to rally off yeah. ideas and, and chat to somebody else who's having their own things that they're going through and just talking and then just offering each other advice or going through stuff. Um, I think that's that it just depressures a little bit and just lets you have that little release valve. Um, that the next day is a little bit more manageable again because you yeah, definitely you've had a rant. You know, it's, it's like these, it's like a lot of people get emotional and they'll watch a, a tearjerker movie just to have a cry, even if they feel great. I'm just, yeah. I just need to have a cry. I just want to watch something just to, just to get it all out so I can. And it's the same with these little conversations. You got to have that little release valve where you can just get it all off your chest and then start. Yeah, definitely. I think through my job, I have to talk to people a lot, <laughs> all day, every day, and sometimes that gets tiring. And at the end of the day, sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody anymore. Now, that's difficult when you live at home with your wife and a four-year-old doesn't understand that. Um, but, you know, sometimes I don't I don't make as much as effort as maybe I should do in them moments when I probably do need to go down the pub and have a beer with my mates, but I can't. I should probably try a little bit harder in trying to recreate it and, and, and using the technology we've got available to us to do that. But... You know, I mean, we have we have like WhatsApp groups that are going off all day long and, and bits and bobs, and you keep up with it. And you, you sometimes you're in it in the conversation, sometimes you're not, aren't you? But um, yeah, sometimes I think if I've had a busy week and it's been tough, I think you know, I just want to be almost want to sit in a dark room on my own and just have a beer, decompress, and just relax and, and no noise. <laughs> but it's not always possible. We've had some great nights. We really have. We've had some really great nights. We've had quizzes that were going on regular. Everyone was getting together and having quizzes, um, especially through the first lockdowns, uh, regular. We had yeah. race nights. Um, we used to be going Chester and we didn't end up going, but I had a mate who set up a, a race night. So we had five, six different couples all on a Zoom meeting. We all had to pick a card. So each house would put on a list of six, seven different horse names down, whatever they wanted with with reference to whatever was the topic. And then we'd just sit there and we'd drink all night and pick the races, who's having what horse, and then we'd watch the video and, and work out who won and who's got the most points at the end of the night. Yeah. And that started off, and that was brilliant. And then after the race night finished, we ended up pretty much having a disco in the living room. <laughs> so we're all sat there with with music on, dancing around the living room. It's great. And it, it is the people that you're with that make the difference. It's You can go anywhere, whether you're locked down at home or you're sat in your garden. It, it's the people around you 
that make the experience of the the night so if you can utilize whatsapp or utilize zoom and get together and talk to people we, we did the same thing with quizzes we had some but we used to sunday night was a quiz night we used to we had some really good, good quizzes obviously then lockdown drags on a bit doesn't it so we started to run out of topics a little bit and some of the people in the group were were doing several quizzes a, a week almost so it was like repeated questions but we we uh we reduced that and then i think we did the last one we did i think was new year and then we haven't done one since so i don't know if one's on the horizon or not maybe i'm not sure but you know you make do don't you do the best you can there's nothing worse with getting a repetitive question in a quiz and not being able to remember what the answer yeah. was from the last quiz. Yeah. You feel like you should have the point because you know the answer, but you, you could just can't <laughs> can't quite get it now. But I know it. Um, I can see you drinking. What are you drinking now? We're on the uh, a little bit of a mixture. So we're on the um, nice. Peroni Lager. And we've also got some rum Very and nice. coke on the go. Which rum are you on? Tonight, we are on uh, Phoenix Lovely. Tears, which is it's a bit of a faddy little drop. It's a, it's, it's a bit weird. It's created by a company called Firebox. Um, but it's like, it's like a, it's rum, but it's, it looks like it's got like a pearlescent yeah. glitter inside it. 40% volume. Uh, I think I got it from Amazon. I think it was about 25 quid 26 quid but it's all right I, I like my room i've got a little collection as you know some little yeah bits and bobs um big fan of kraken so that's always in always plenty of that knocking about um i don't really drink a lot of spirits don't really drink vodka don't drink whiskey so what uh, rum is my Go I don't, to I don't mind a, for. A, bit, a bit of rum. Usually whenever we're together, we end up on the rum somehow or another, but it's never something I look at straight off to buy. I mean, I, if I'm going for a spirit, I'm usually looking at a whiskey or, you know, usually an Irish or, or a bourbon or something. That's usually what I'm on. But um, at the moment, I'm on a, a Brewdog Pale Ale. It's taking it easy. Um, and I've run out of the stuff, so I had no choice. So... <laughs> And I know um, it was January, wasn't it? Because that had the deal on and we had that delivery from Sadler's Brewery. We had the, uh, was, was it Peaky Blinders Lager? And yeah. a bottle of spirit each. So I, I went for the bourbon, yeah. which was, it was nice. And it's, it, well, it's all gone, so it was nice enough. Um, <laughs> and you went for the, was it Spice Gin? I went for the Spice Gin, yeah. And the only... Normally, I would go for the black spiced rum, um, but I'd had a bottle bought for me for Christmas. So I thought by going for the gin, um, it's a little bit something different and they look good stood together on the rack. Yeah. So you tried it, yeah. Too little. Yeah, the, the gin's really good. Yeah. It's it's just, although it's a, a spiced gin, it's it's very much just like your, your Gordon's or um, just a, a plain London gin. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's I think with I think the Peaky Blinders thing is is the selling point. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes. And I th I think it's a very cash market that they've, I, I, they've jumped in. It's not something I usually go for, um, just because of that fact. But it was on offer. We saw the deal, 
and it was quite a good deal. I think it was 12 beers and a bottle of spirit for, was it 25, 25, 25 quid? Um, yeah. So obviously we doubled that up uh, and split it and uh, got free delivery. So um, but from what I, from the taste of it, it was pretty good. Yeah. And even the lager was very good. It's, it's, it tasted very much like an ale, I thought. Um, it's very easy to drink. But it was nice. I thought it might very easy to drink. Yeah, I thought it might last a bit longer than it did, but uh, not in this house. <laughs> anyway. But I think it's a good. I think it's a good lager or a good day off for for mixing. I think it'd be good if you were making batters yeah. and stuff like that. So you know, if you were doing like a, a yeah. beer batter for fish, I think that that lager would would really go well. So I think it's, it's things like that. But yeah, I thought it was a great deal. I'd definitely keep my eye out for it, see if it comes up again. <laughs> Last time we were together in person was around Christmas time, wasn't it? When we spoke last. And, um, yeah, I think so. You were showing me your um, watch collection that had become a little bit of a new obsession <laughs> for you. So tell yeah. me about where that's come from. Why, why the watches? I like a watch. <laughs> I like a good watch. It's not, there's not... There's not anything about it, and I haven't, I haven't got like a some eclectical, massive watch collection. When I when um, I think about somebody who collects watches or somebody who's got, a, I picture, you know, the big expensive watches. But these that the they weren't necessarily what you picture in terms of big expensive fancy watches, but they were all nice, and they all had their own sort of character to them, and they were you had sort of reasons behind each one you. you yeah, and I like to do I like to do my own work. It was a, it was a case of the oldest watch I've got. Uh, the wife bought me for my twenty first birthday, and I've had that for a while. And then more recently, she bought me another watch, which was the Tissot, which I'd wanted a Tissot watch since I was around eighteen, um, and it's something that I'd always wanted. Uh, Michael Owen was a brand ambassador back in ninety eight when. Uh, he was at his peak, and I was like, oh, one day I'm going to have a Tissot watch. So it was something that I'd obviously discussed, and, and she treated me for my birthday, so I, I've got a Tissot watch. So it was a case of having this watch that I love and I adore, and I think it's amazing, but it was just too special to wear every day. So I thought, yeah. well, I want a couple more watches. I want okay, some yeah. little watches that so I can mix it up. I can... Um, accessorize with what I'm wearing or so I've started having a look and um, lockdown was in and we were looking and I was like oh well I'm not going out I've got a bit of extra money uh, what can I do so I decided to to buy a couple of watches and like you said I'm not bought any big expensive watches but I've utilized um, eBay and Amazon and promotional offers whether it be black friday and and i've got myself some little bargains and i've got some nice pieces and it's i think with watches although i've got some nice um brand new watches with tags but i've also bought a lot of vintage watches from 50s 60s um and i think they're just magical the fact that that watch has been on someone's wrist for 50 years 60 years and it's still no batteries in it it's just wind up and it's been ticking away for things oh, that watch has yeah. seen 
throughout the course. And it's just like, when I'm, I'm buying a watch here from 1950 and I'm buying it for 35 pounds, like 35 quid. Like it's worth that for yeah. a history of the, of the watch. Um, and it's working perfectly fine, ticking away. And it's just, it's, it's just the wonder of machinery. And that's where it came from. I've joined some forums, watch forums, and every piece that I've, I've got, I've been away and I've done a little bit of homework and had a little chat with people and said, Is this, would this be worth it? I'd, I've tried to avoid fashion brands. So your stuff like your, your Fossil and Ben Sherman and your pieces like that and tried to go for just interesting pieces um, or Swiss pieces just pieces of, of machinery which I, I really like and I mean the cheapest one I bought was um, a Casio Illuminator um, I think it cost me about six pounds yeah. brand new and it it's proper retro 80s um, like a, a gold-plated type thing um, but six pound fifty and it, it's nothing. It's what you call a beta watch. You can wear it all the time and it doesn't damage. And the um, it'll pick up. So it's just, okay, I, I was watching different watch uh, collectors and they are there with the Omega Seamasters and the, the big expensive different watches. And yet they've still got this Casio yeah. for £6. So I'm like, well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough to sit in my little box that I've got. Um, but it, it's six pound fifty. It's a it's a lovely little watch, and it's so classy. Like it just, I just think it's so retro, and that's what yeah, I, I do say, like wearing it. it. They were all, they all had their own little quirk and, and something too. That I'm not. I'd, I've got two watches, I think, um, and they're both in a box in the garage from when I moved house. So. Um, which I do need to dig them out actually, because it's not it's not fair on the people that bought them for me for them to sit in a box in the garage. But I'm not a watch person. I don't I, you know I don't wear them all the time. But I think the the ones that you showed me, they they all had something about them that even I probably would look at. I'd, I'd take a look at them twice and think, oh, do do I need a watch? Do I need another watch? I might buy one. Um, yeah, I just like something a little bit different. So I've got. An eco drive, which is like a, a solar watch, so it uses the the light. Um, so I've got that. I've got some wine, manual winds. I've got a automatic wind, which like takes the. It's got a weight in as you're moving it. The weight drops around, so it winds it up. Um, so I just like to have a load of different watch. I mean, even one of the watches that I've got, the watch that the, the wife bought me for my twenty first. Um, I thought rather than buying a watch, I'm just going to send that away. And I sent that away and had it serviced and all replenished, new modules, new glass. So it's, that's as good as new. So I thought the cost it's going to cost me to to have that done, I've got a new watch without having to buy one. And plus it's got sentimental value. It's probably not worth the world. It's probably not worth probably what it was purchased for. Um, but it's the sentimental value that it was a gift yeah. and, and that's why I wanted to get that one refurbished. Um, 
and, and keep it from a but it's it's interesting but it's 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 the habits now so at night i'll go to bed and this is really sad um before i get in bed i'll sit and wind all my watches so all the manual right. winds i'll sit and wind <laughs> them up before i go to bed and make sure make sure they're all at exactly the same time and then i'll go to bed and then i'll wake up in the morning and i'll give them all a wind again so I just like being able to go to my watch box and think what am I going to wear today? And I like them all to be exactly set the right, the exact same time. Not like this one's at 22, this one's at 19 minutes too. I like them all set the same. So it's like I said, it's just the habits, even the habits of, I've got a little collection now of those, yeah. but I'm still on the lookout for the next one. So I'll be looking at watches and I'll go, oh. but then I think, your little box that you've got holds this many. If you get that one, one of them can't go in the box, so then you have to wear one all the time. But Ends up being a bigger one, box, isn't it? Do I need a bigger box? Do I need... <laughs> but then I want to fill that box. That's, that's where you're um, going with it. Yeah, eventually. I mean, it, the key is it, it's just meeting. Again, it's meeting people. It's having conversations with people, whether it be in watch forums, whether it be sellers of watches getting some information on them uh history i've seen some lovely watches i've just missed out on and stuff and it's not that the watch is beautiful but i've seen watches that are engraved with with people's names and dates and areas like the shop it was bought in in 1938 yeah. and who the name of the owner of it and this shop's still there and this shop was is the the company yeah, that makes yeah, scissors yeah, for yeah. the queen for the likes of your big and you it, like the history of that and i think wow 1930 odd and it's still working it, it it's it's things like that, that blow my mind but i'm always on the lookout for the next one but having those conversations with sellers and and watch forums getting that information and picking bits of information up on stuff you, i've made different contacts with stuff and watch collectors who will say Give me your details, and if I'm ever thinking of selling one of my collection, I'll I'll drop you an email first before I put it anywhere and stuff like that. So you think down the line, I could be buying more, and it's and then I might just it might just be a case that I'll one in and one out. Yeah. Like, I'll get rid of this one or pick this one up. Um, but I don't. I haven't spent. I think the most I've spent on one watch, I think, is about. Yeah, which 60 pounds. is the surprising part to me. When you're in the, like, listen of how into them you are, and I describe it as an obsession because to me, like, winding them up morning and night becomes a bit obsessive. But in a, in a good way, it's not a bad thing. But um, the fact that you're, you're doing your research, you're shopping around, you're, you're thrifty, you're finding them, at, you know, things that you like, a nice piece of history that you're buying for a reason, reasonable price is... It's good, isn't it? That's why the way you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was getting. I think one of the watches I got was something like a, it was a Citizen Eco Drive uh, watch, brand new with tags, with a five-year warranty. I think, and it was, I think it was listed at something like three hundred and eighty quid, three seventy quid, three hundred and seventy quid, and I got it for sixty. Yeah. With the warranty, 
Right? It's just like, and I think that's a bargain. Like I, I, and like I say, it doesn't owe me anything. That watches will depreciate in value like anything, um, unless it's one of your top top brands. Um, even the likes of your Tissot and stuff like that, it'll depreciate. Yeah, it'll keep some value because of what it is, but it'll depreciate. But when you're paying £60 for a £350 watch, it can depreciate all it wants. It's not going to depreciate what no, I paid that's, for that's it. That's the, the other part of the enjoyment of looking for them and researching them and getting yourself a bargain, in it? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the wife's not happy. The wife's not happy. It's caused many a discussion in the house regarding my watches. Can you tell me yeah. that's it now? Well, maybe, no, maybe. That's it for now. <laughs> Until I start cleaning the drawer out and I start filling that. Um, it's not watches yeah. for me. It's it's. Um, I like I like rings. I like um, but I like silver. I like silver rings, and they can get pricey as well. And obviously, it's. I should shop around a little bit more for them, rather than just going to the expensive shops online and adding them to my basket and sitting and waiting for them. But that's what takes my interest. But then I don't I don't wear them all the time, so I don't know where the interest comes from really. But they're always there, aren't they? You've got. To, I think everybody's got to have that little bit of enjoyment, haven't they? Everyone's got to have that little bit of something. And if we weren't in lockdown, would I have probably bought these watches? No, maybe not. But the fact that we're locked down and I'm not going out made me think about more what I have got. (laughs) So I've got one watch that I can't wear (laughs) because I don't go out. But, that's where it comes from that we I can't go out and do the thing so what can I do what can I do to enrich my life without going out what can I focus yeah. my time on um so it, it, yeah it's just something else you, yeah. it's just another I'm obsessed what can I I'll admit it oh, that's all what that's all what I used to say <laughs> yeah I'm obsessed I love watches I do. I love. I love a good watch. I'm wearing the uh, Citizen Eco Drive today. It's a shame we're not a video podcast. You could have. You could have held up the camera. <laughs> um, it's yeah. QVC. There'll be people on the on eBay <laughs> looking for it. Um, yeah. So. I love the diver's watch. <laughs> so going from them kind of watches to what have you been watching recently? Any uh, decent TV, film? What have you What have you been on? This is what we usually talk about. Yeah. Uh, most recently, I'm almost finished. I think I've got about six, probably six episodes left. I've been watching it. Mad Men, which I think is, it's brilliant TV. Like, my historical viewing, I like a bit of a gangster. So your Peaky Blinders, your... Um, is it Once Upon a Time in London? Oh, what was the Gangs one that's recently? Gangs of London. Um, things Kemp- like Boardwalk that. Empire, I love that yeah. sort of stuff. Boardwalk Empire, I loved. Yeah, all, all stuff like that. Um, so watching Mad Men, I, I bought series one, two and three of Mad Men when um, we had a local HMV in the town, which Some is years like ago years now, ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to always get vouchers for Christmas. 
and I'd go in and buy box sets. And I bought Mad Men then, and I've never watched it. Lockdown again, I thought, having a clean out, doing a bit of uh, upcycling, found these box sets, and I thought, I'm going to start that, I'm going to watch that. So I started watching it, and it's brilliant. How many, it, how many series are there? There's seven series, right. and I think I've got about six, six, seven episodes left of the seventh series, um, because it's all on uh, Prime Video, the seven series. So I had the first yeah. three series on DVD, but I found that they were on Prime Video, so it was easy to to just watch them. Um, but it's set in the fifties and sixties in an advertising agency in New York, so it's not gangsters and guns but it's just so of the time and i just it's so interesting to watch to see how those office environments were compared to now the things that the things it gives you a bad chest watching right, it okay, yeah. don't get me wrong because everybody's constantly yeah cigarette right. cigarette cigarette the room's full of smoke and you sat there thinking this is giving me a bad chest um and even like meetings, every walk into a room, sit down straight onto the whiskey, sat in meetings, go into another meeting, whiskey, finish work, out into the bars, whiskey, then come home to the wives, you've cut the tea. And it's just how that lifestyle has changed from the 50s and 60s to now in regards to everything. So in regards to women's rights, civil rights, um, everything just you can see the changes happening throughout the program and that and that's what I liked about it it was it's just so different and I think it's so weird to think that you watch this and you look back 50s and 60s of men in these agencies with the the suits and the hats they all look so smart and and you think wow that's that's good um and you think, oh, it must have been such a such a life of the women who are all at home cooking the tea and looking after the kids, or they've got maids looking after the kids, and he just comes home when he wants, goes back to work when he wants. And but there must have been so much more pressure on them men because they didn't have the conversations that we have today. You know what I mean? They're not involved with bringing up the children as much. Yeah. They're not involved with um, speaking to the wife on an emotional level or talking to her about her feelings. Yeah. So it there must have been much more pressure on them on that way that they weren't involved with the Which life that was going on around them. More drinking more whiskey. Um, <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a programme from... Like, one of my other friends has spoken about it, who's watched it, and now you, you've mentioned it a couple of times when you started it. So it's something I need to look at go into and, and start but there's many of them that I've got on my list and I, I seem to be getting more on my list than I'm actually watching yeah there's loads to there's loads to do I've heard that there's a, a really good film go on to Netflix I think it's only just gone on there um, which I'm going to try and watch right. tomorrow called the I think it's called the peanut yes, butter I know of it. it's on my list Meant to be good. It's and meant it's, to be uh, really good. From, from yeah, it's rave yeah. reviews. Yeah. From from what I've read, Shyla, um, it's been given. Yeah. Shia LaBeef, yep. And the is it yes. Dakota Johnson? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got rave reviews. So I think I'll that'll probably be the next film that I watch 
uh, I'm missing the cinema. You know, I, I've I love the cinema. Um, normally, pre-lockdown, I'd probably go to the cinema two, maybe three times a week. Yeah. Um, so with the cinema being closed, I'm missing that. Um, but I guess I've I've made up for it with these box sets. So, which is another reason why we have the family night on a Saturday where we'll sit down, popcorn, treats, yeah. and just sit on the couch and watch a movie together. Yeah. Again, it's just about getting that, not a habit, but a tradition of of just spending time together. together on a Saturday. I mean, I can see it in 15 years. I can't think of anything better than saying, right, Thursday night is family night. We're all going to go to the pub quiz every Thursday or whatever and have... Yeah the kids grown up with their partners or whatever and having a family. I always want us to have yeah. that one night a week where yeah, yeah, it's family night. We, we recently, we've sat down of an evening and been like, should we watch a film tonight? Yeah, let's pick something. Let's It's, it's early enough. Uh, we can. Be, By the time you start yeah, choosing, yeah, the night's but then gone. I've sat there and I've said it a couple of times. I've said, like, there's been nothing out recently. So I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think of films that I've missed naturally because... I miss loads of films and I always end up watching them afterwards. But I'm sat there thinking there hasn't really been any releases other than, you know, the odd thing. A lot of companies have been holding releases back. So there's a lot of films which are good to go, but they don't want to release them because they want the public to be able to flood the the, the the cinemas to watch them. So, I mean, even I think um, Mulan, I think. Yeah. That's is new but i think they released that originally to disney plus as a as a premium so you could pay uh, an additional cinema amount and watch it at home i think a lot of places are doing the same with sky movies where you can have cinema releases as part of your sky movie package um but i think it's a case of they're holding the good stuff back so you likes of your bond um black widow i think they're holding it back waiting yeah. for yeah. to get people back in the cinemas. But even then, even if you're holding it back to get back into the cinemas with social distancing and stuff like that. Me and, me and the wife went to the cinema during the pandemic when they were open. Before This was before they shut down for the lockdown. But we we went and it was just... We could watch the movie, fine, but it was just different. You know what I mean? You'd book your tickets online, so there was no tickets to pick up and pay. You walked into the cinema. They had footsteps on the ground that you had to stay two metres apart from the people in front of you. You got into your seats, even booking tickets, because we have online tickets that we can sit together. But booking them, they wouldn't let you book them together because of social distancing. So we had to sort that out and work our way through that. But even when we got there they're not selling as many seats because they have to have that social distancing in place. So you're probably only getting a 40% or 50% yeah. fill in the auditorium. And, and that's the same. So waiting for the cinemas is one thing, but until the, I guess, until the vaccine gets spread out and they slowly start to reduce social distancing. Yeah. It's not going to be full capacity, is it, anywhere? So No. I mean, I've been, we've loaded up, like we've, the lockdown and bit so we've we've got netflix we've got disney plus um we've got prime video plus we've got sky so there's there's plenty there for us to to watch and go through i mean the disney plus subscription i think 
we got 50 quid for a year and I think that's due up shortly um, but to renew it I think it's 60 pounds but I think they're having another another dump of content in the end of Feb right. which is uh-huh. like Disney Disney plus star which is a load of series and movies going on so it's going to get even bigger so for 60 pound for a year with having all the Disney Marvel stuff I think it's well worth it the kids are really yeah we're on the time so like Disney Prime Video and Netflix is non-stop in our house that's pretty much all we watch um we tell you what we did watch the other night film called Dark Waters on Prime Video his name Mark Ruffalo based on a true true events in America of a company knowingly or unknowingly poisoning the water supply um, of a small town. It was really interesting to watch because a case kind of comes to light and starts around, I don't know the exact dates, but around sort of 95. And it and it drags on and goes on for all the way up until like 2012 before it's sort of comes to any sort of conclusion. Um, so it was really interesting to watch because it's based on true events. Um, the sort of cover-ups and big big companies versus the little guys the farmers the guys in these little this little village that was trying to gain gather his evidence and prove it and just trying to find somebody who would help improve it that's quite a good film in the end not something i even remember coming out or anything like that just stumbled across it and put it on the list what i what i normally do is i normally highlight maybe like two or three films and then when the missus comes down or like from putting me son to bed or whatever I'll say, right, these are the three films, pick one. Otherwise, we'll sit there for two hours trying to pick a film and it'll be too late to watch it and we'll just go to bed. So, uh, Have you watched no. Songbird yet? Have you seen what that no, one's about? It rings a bell, about? No. I haven't watched it yet because I, don't, I think it's a bit close to home, but it's it's about oh, COVID-23. Right. What's it on? Uh, really? I'm sure okay. it's on Netflix. Yeah, and so it's about how the the pandemic has evolved um, to COVID-23 and how things have changed and what's happening. It it seems, I've watched the trailer, it seems very much, what was the film with Will Smith? Where were uh, the streets were empty? I Am Legend, yeah, kind of that crossed with um, 28 Days Later maybe, but it's, it's very much like that. And the things that are that happening, somebody's wow. immune. Yeah. So they have a little yeah. wristband that says they're immune, and they're riding around, and everyone else is locked down, shut down, with the right. army on the streets, and he's cycling around playing basketball on his own, or because he's got this band that says he's immune. So um, it looks good. It looks yeah. very good, but it's just a little bit too close to home for now. I mean, even the likes of watching. We did, stuff like we did do that at the beginning. In the first lockdown, we did go, we did do that. We watched like Contagion and World War Z and, and all that kind of stuff, just because we were kind of, I don't know, we were because it was of the time on it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we're um I know like things have started filming again, haven't they? So Peaky Blinders are filming again. I've seen advertised, which is great because I'm looking forward to that coming back. Oh, I love Peaky Blinders. Ooh. Yeah, I love Peaky. I'm looking forward to that. And I was interested to read that this is, is going to be the last series. So they've said that this is going to be the last series on TV, but then they're going to open it up. So I, th- I think they're going to do this series last and then they'll probably do a feature yeah. movie. 
or maybe it's some sort of spin-off of, of somebody, some spin-off. Yeah, I mean, even a feature movie is, it'd be great to sit there and watch two hours of, of Peaky, but when you think a series yeah. is probably six yeah. hours, you feel like you're missing out a little bit. I mean, the, from what I read, the writer always said the series will end with the alarms going off for the start of World War Two, like the sirens. Yeah. And that's where he wanted to end it. So that's, I'd imagine, where it'll either end yeah. I'm looking in the forward movie. To it. And then I saw that um, Walking Dead as well started refilming, which uh, they've got, I think there's half a series left, and then another series they've got to finish. When are we when are we getting a new series of Kingdom? Kingdom that's what was... we want. We want a new series Kingdom of Navy Street. That's what I'm fine, really, wasn't it? Um, we probably might not never have found it if it wasn't for COVID. So we've got one thing to thank, one thing to thank COVID for because I love that series. But I thought it was great. It was a great series. Um, I know, I know. I follow um, the actors, the actors, a couple of the actors that were in it, and Kingdom itself. And I know there's a lot of other fans that keep shouting it out and asking for a, another series. And I mean, it'd be great if Netflix picked it up or something. You know? Yeah. The other thing that's that's uh, lockdown life uh, is Cobra Kai. I started it. I started it on your recommendation ages ago, when it was on YouTube or whatever. And then I was watching it. And my missus does what normally happens: walked in on it, watched a little bit of it. And she's like, "What's this?" I told her what it was, and then she's like, "Oh, I, I might watch that with you." Go back to the beginning. So, so we start back at the beginning and we start again. And then she kind of it kind of fizzles out. So then. I'm left then. I can't watch it because she wants to watch it, but it's never the right time to watch it. So, yeah, it's fabulous, and it, it's so cheesy that it's amazing. And it's any '80s kid who grew up with um, Karate Kid, and the the way that it flips the axis on the Larusso Lawrence it's good. Um, lifestyle is so clever, and it, it it's just reinvigorated the whole franchise for me. Films. Or or martial arts or anything like that. It's just grip grips you, doesn't it? There's so much stuff like retro eighties, which is amazing. So your Cobra Kai, although it's set more recently, it still brings you back that vibe of when you were a kid watching yeah. Karate Kid. Um Stranger Definitely, Things yeah. again is amazing. It's so retro eighties with your likes of your Goonies and and stuff like that, E.T., um, just watching it makes that's you it, feel like you're a that's kid what again. It gets, that's what it gets you. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, it makes you feel like you're a kid again, and it just grips the kids the way it grips us when we watched it first time around or whatever. Um, so it, it covers all, all all the audience, really, doesn't it? It's uh, uh, Kingdom, Kingdom, though. Another series of that would be decent. Yeah, I don't know where they'd go, though. I don't know where they'd go. Like, it's just there's so many... Like anything, you want a series that's that's good that keeps you hooked. But with Kingdom, there was just so yeah. many swings, like stuff. I think the last there's so many series where I like to be hooked on stuff. Like, what's going to happen next? Oh no way! What's like Prison Break back in the day was amazing because you always thought, oh, I yeah. don't know, how he's going to get out of this. I don't. He's going to be stuck here. That's it. Um, and, and stuff like that is, is just... But I watched 
There's loads of well, stuff. We've been on for a bit, haven't we? I've got one more question yeah, for you, just... and then that's yeah. I'm pretty much done then, unless you've got anything else. Okay. Um, what would you say no. that that you do or say that is most like your dad, as as we all sort of naturally turn into our dads? I don't know. I really don't know. I probably look more like my dad than anything. We're like we're like twins. Looking back at pictures of my dad, put me on the spot. <laughs> What do I say that's like my dad? I don't know. Currently, I, I spend a lot of time whinging about about Liverpool, but um, <laughs> <laughs> which is what he's done. With my dad, it was, he was always working. So he was always up early, out the house, coming back at night and picking up with my mum on what happened during the day. So it was always a case of, Wait till your dad gets home. Wait till your dad gets home. Wait till your dad gets home. So it would be that reinforcement, I guess, of taking on that you're the the person to fear or the the person to um, be the bad guy in the house. Um, So it is a case of we work through and we're we're a team and we go through stuff. But a lot of the time it's me who will do the M4. I've heard your mum's told me this, I'm not happy with this, or I'm not happy with that. And just the letting them know that I'm not happy with things is enough. So the fact that they've, they've upset me is enough to make things change. So I think sometimes yeah. it's, that's probably what I'm most like, I say, that's like my dad, that I'm not happy with, with what I've been hearing. Or it, the, I've got great kids. They're not in any way naughty or bad or a worry they're fabulous and I wouldn't swap them for anything um, but it's just about keeping them on that line of, of respect and, and just picking up making sure that the behaviours are right and trying to raise children who are going to become good adults okay. I think for me mine's not as in depth as that uh, it could be but it's not um, definitely well, you know, we've been doing a lot of work around the house and DIY and stuff. We bought a, a, a renovation job, do a upper um, last December, <clears throat> and it's still not quite finished. So that I take from my dad because he was always, always had a job on the go, always doing something at the house, as well as doing it for a living, which may obviously made it take 10 times longer because, um, you know, the builder's house never gets finished, does it? Um, when he's building everybody else's house, that thing. So that kind of thing I've noticed is becoming a thing. I always sort of said, growing up or, you know, when I got a little bit older, my teens or whatever, because I worked with him for a bit when I left school, I always said, I would always finish a job. If I start it, I'll finish it. But this house has been different because I started off well, um, but now I've got five or six different jobs that I need to finish and I need to focus on. I think the issue was that you would have started and finished but with lockdown yeah. and the pandemic, it kind of put a fire under you yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to get in. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, if the lockdown and the pandemic hadn't have happened, you'd have been quite happy trundling along, getting the jobs done before you moved in. Yeah. But then with the lockdown and the pandemic, it kind of said, we need to get in to get some stability. And- so now, now you're doing jobs whilst you're living there. So it, it is a bit more difficult. So I think that's understandable, really. Yeah, 
but we'll get there in the end. <laughs> It'll all be sorted, and then you'll sort start again. Probably, probably, yeah. I, I, I don't know. She's on about having. Um, well, don't forget. You need, have, you need to have your daughter yet, so. No. You got busy times. We're not, we're not talking about that. <laughs> she's talking about a home birth next, right? So, I, my response to that was, I've just fitted a new kitchen and laid a new floor. <laughs> I don't want a swimming pool setting up in it, but you know, that's. I suppose it might be better than going to the hospital. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll finish it there then, if that's all right. Yeah, that's great. Thank yeah. you very much for having me. All right, it's been good. Cheers for coming on. Hopefully, we can, uh, we can do it again. Yeah, we can have a catch-up session in about yeah. uh, episode 20. Yeah, updates. Um, maybe we could have a little show around the watch drawer. You know, the new the new closet you're going to have to build to put these watches in. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> somewhere down there, yeah. <laughs> right, cheers for that. No, thank you very much. Thanks All for right. having me. See you soon. See ya.